started by Matthew, Matthew chapter 9. I'm going to do something I hardly ever do and read to you from the authorized King James Version of God's Holy Word on this morning. Amen. We look forward to being with each and every one of our uh, partners on Wednesday night as we attend to the business of our church. And again on next week. Amen. Amen. We thank God uh, for those announcements that went forward this morning. Please govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. Uh, and please, 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 please. How many times is that? Was that enough? Was that enough? Please, 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 please be in the house next week. It would be a shame for us to invite visitors and us not be home to receive them. Amen. 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 So we do look forward to having you all out uh, next week and in the coming weeks. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter nine. Scroll down to uh, what I hope is a familiar passage of scripture beginning at the 20th verse. I will read three verses in your hearing on this morning. Again, from the King James version of God's holy word. It reads this way from Matthew chapter nine, beginning at verse 20. And behold. A woman, she ain't got no name, y'all. A woman which was diseased with an issue of blood for a long, 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 long. It really wasn't that long, but it probably seemed like it was a long time, 12 years, 12 years of dealing with the same issue. She came behind him, Jesus, and touched. I just realized that I could stop right there if I wanted to. She came behind him and touched the hem of his garments. Why? For she said within herself, if. That's faith right there, y'all. If I may but touch his. Notice she didn't say touch him. I just got all excited all over again. She didn't say if I could touch him. She said if I could but touch his garment, hallelujah, I shall be, watch this, not healed but made whole. That's a good word right there. Look at this, verse 22. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, mm, 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 he said, daughter, be of good comfort. It wasn't your touch, but it was thy faith. Somebody should have shouted right there. That hath made thee whole. And from that hour, the woman was made whole. Look at somebody and say these words to him. Just look at him. Look right square between the eyes. Say close, close. but not close enough. Close, but not close enough. Lord, thank you for this time that we will hear from you. Speak, Lord, like you did with Samuel. Thy servants wait to hear from thee. Take me this, uh, your humble servant. Use me in such a way that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, I thank you for being my strength. I thank you for being my redeemer. We pray now that close 
minds be open, deaf ears be unstopped, and hearts be made softened that we might be able to not just hear, but retain this word. This is our prayer in Jesus' holy name. Close, but not close enough. You have heard me mention that I used to play and coach basketball. And I thought of the many games that I have watched. And let me paint a picture for you. The picture is this. The team is down by three points. Five seconds remain on the clock. We're in the fourth quarter. Shooter comes down. The screen is set. The shooter is wide open. He receives the pass. The passer knows he's about to get an assist. The shooter knows he's about to knock this shot down. The ball goes up. Gravity pulls the ball down. But he's a good shooter, y'all. He's a Steph Curry kind of shooter. Ball goes through the net, switch, don't touch nothing but nylon. The buzzer sounds. The team celebrates thinking that they have tied the game and we're going in overtime. The referee blows the whistle. Says that the shooter's foot was on the line. Team loses by one. It's close, but not close enough. I used to play baseball, too. Thought of this scenario. Bottom of the ninth inning. Down by three runs. Awesome scenario. I don't know if it was Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Yogi Berra, Ken Griffey Jr. Recent Hall of Fame inductee, Fred McGriff. Don't know who's at bat, but he comes to the plate. The bases are loaded. The winning run is swinging the bat. Pitch comes in just on the inside corner, right where the battle lights. You say, I can see this one. This, this, this is looking good to me. In fact, the ball is coming in slow motion. He steps back, takes his swing, connects with the pitch. Ball goes up, moving quickly towards the outfield fence. Fortunately, it was a bit too close inside. Batter got jammed up a little bit, didn't really get all of his weight behind the swing. He gets enough weight behind the swing that the ball gets to the outfield. It gets to the warning track. It gets to the fence. But there is an awesome outfielder. Maybe a, maybe a Ken Griffey Jr. He chases this ball down. He's got his eye on it. He begins to crouch because he thinks he's got a play. That ball is coming. The fans are standing because it looks like a walk-off grand slam to win the game. But the ball is just close enough to the fence where the outfielder can reach up and grab it. Pulls it in. Out number three, close, but not close enough. 
Y'all know I sell cars. And a, uh, a lot of our uh, vehicles come with what they call, well, all of them come with what they call a proximity key. Proximity key is used to lock and or unlock the doors. You can sound a panic alarm. Depending on the model and the type of key that you have, you can also remotely start the vehicle. But it's called a proximity key because you have to be within a certain distance of the vehicle in order for the key to work with the vehicle. Uh, 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 if it doesn't work, you may find that either your battery is dead or you are not close enough to the vehicle. In other words, you might be close, but you also may not be close enough. When I began to examine my life, I found that I was surrounded by a lot of people. To the left, to the right, to the front, to the rear, in church and out of church. But there's a small percentage of people that I would say really know me. These are the people that have proven themselves uh, worthy to really be called friend, brother, sister. These are people that may know some secrets about me that others don't know. These are people that have heard confessions from me that others might never hear. This is a result of them being closer than some other people. So while there are some that know my name, that know my occupation, that know my ministerial position, these are people that are close to me, but because they are, haven't yet learned uh, the, uh, the intimate place in my life of knowing some of my deepest, darkest pains, they are close, but not really close enough. Now, all throughout our, the scriptures, we find God in many places doing many things. Often, the level of what he does is dependent upon not just whom he is doing it for, but the reason. Many have received his blessings because of the closeness of their relationship. In the same manner, many have received his chastisement for the same reason. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 6, it reads that whom the Lord loves, he chastens to correct by punishment, to prune or excess pretense or falsity, to cause to be more humble or restrained. This is what it means to be chastened. And in other words, I cannot only look upon the blessing hand of God as an indication of my relationship with him, but I should also be able to look at how he calls me to the floor and corrects me when I'm wrong. In fact, the flip side of this coin is that if God has allowed me to go on living in sin, living however I please and doing whatever I want to do, watch this, without chastisement, then I've got to ask myself, how much does he really love me? What kind of relationship do I have with him if I can go out and do anything that I think I'm big and bad enough to do and he never comes to check me? Look at somebody and say, I thank God for the punishment. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like when I was teaching and coaching, I would, you know, 
would always tell my, my more troubled children, I said, you've got to learn one thing about me. I'm going to be hard on you. That is an expression of my deep affection for you. And I would always remind them, Nick, I would always tell them, it's the moments that I stop dealing with you. It's when I stop talking to you. It's when I stop coming to correct you. It's when I stop grabbing you by the collar to make sure that you're doing what this. That's when my concern for you has waned away. God is the same with us. Having said that, we can see the closeness or proximity to God is a conspicuous indication that you will be treated differently than those who do not belong to him. In our text, we find the story of Jesus going about the town of Capernaum. While he's here, he is teaching. He is sharing the good news. Earlier in this ninth chapter, we see him calling a tax collector, one that most people in the church would reject. Yep, I'm going to let that sit there for just a moment. One, one, that, one that, watch this, watch this, one that when Jesus called him, people questioned Jesus' calling Matthew because of, watch this, who they knew him to be. People looked at Jesus and said, how can you use him? He's been divorced seven times. How can you use her? Pregnant, out of wedlock. Y'all know how we do in church. How can you use that family? They just found out who Jesus was yesterday. Y'all know how we do. Because we think we have a monopoly on the church, and we get to choose who God chooses. But one thing I know to be true about it, if God could use me, he can literally use any. Go back far enough, you'll find how he used the donkey. You've heard me say this before, too. The Old Testament used another word. That sometimes, <laughs> help us, Holy Ghost. <laughs> mm. That's a sure sign he can use anybody. He calls this tax collector Matthew. He says, come and follow me, and he does. And going through this ninth chapter, and he's healing the sick and raising the dead, and he's laying hands and giving sight to the blind and doing all these wonderful miracles in the sight of the people. And then we come down to this 20th verse, there is a situation that takes place. Jesus was already on one assignment. If you look at this story, you'll see that he was on his way to one place to perform a miracle for somebody else. And in the midst of him going to see about that brother and his family, he has a, what we would call a divine interruption. With somebody, watch this, who had enough faith to do the unusual and the unthinkable. You've got to understand that this woman who had this issue of blood, often translated as a hemorrhage, 
She had been this way for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Some of y'all can't go 12 minutes with a headache. Most of us have, didn't, have, didn't hardly make it through three years of the pandemic. Here she was, 12 lead, long years. There's something good about that number 12. 12 years she, she dealt with this hemorrhage. And in the culture, you understand that this woman had another type of identity about her. She wasn't just the woman with an issue of blood. She was deemed to be what? Unclean. In this culture, the unclean were not allowed to be out in public. The unclean were not allowed to be out around people because one thing about it is they were superstitious in believing that the uncleanliness was transmittable by touch. So that even if you would be around her and she would touch you, then you would automatically become unclean as well. I would venture to say that sometimes we got to be careful about the things we put our hands on. But that's another sermon for another Sunday. There she was, 12 long years. Some authors say that she spent all that she had went to this doctor and that doctor, this hospital and this treatment center. And she did this trying to find an answer for her situation. Let us not be like this woman and run to every source that we can find without first going to the source of sources. This woman could have saved herself 12 years had she had the spiritual mind to not run to men, but to run to the creator of men. But the story comes that she had this situation for 12 years. But year 12 comes along. Year 12 is a number of authority. It is a number of divine government. This is why Jesus called 12 disciples. It's this year 12 where God was going to solidify in her life who he was to her. You know the story? She was tired of being sick. Y'all ever been tired? Sick and tired? Tired and sick? Tired of being sick? And sick of being tired? You get to a point where you, where you find yourself desperate. And desperation, if you're not careful, will push you into sin. But I thank God for this woman, this certain woman, who got to a place where she was sick from going to the doctor and not getting the right answer. She was sick of, watch this, having to go to the pharmacy and refill her medication. She was sick of paying the high cost of that medication. Something had to give. But then a day came. I can't tell you which day it was, but I can tell you it was probably the best day of her life. 
she began to hear whispers of a man who gave sight to the blind. Hallelujah. She began to hear whispers of a man who took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children. Then had the audacity to take up 12 baskets of leftovers when they were finished. She began to hear whispers of a man who, 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 who went by this garden in the city of Gadara, healed a man possessed with demons. She began to hear about this man, hallelujah, who a servant called upon him and said, I don't need you to come to my house. I just need to, you to speak it and I know it shall be done. She began to hear about this man. I believe that she began to ask, who is this king of glory? Hallelujah. And somebody told her it was the Lord, strong and mighty. She said, I got to get to this man. I, I got to get to this man because Dr. Phil couldn't do it. Dr. Oz couldn't do it. Dr. Seuss couldn't do it. I went by Chippenham and they ain't have nothing for me. I went by MCV. They, they couldn't fix my problem. I went to Henrico doctors, and, and they couldn't do nothing for me. I stopped by the VA, and they didn't have any answer for me. I, I've got to find out who this other man is, because if what I'm hearing about him is correct, surely if he's got an answer for them, he's got an answer for me. Can I ask you this question? Who have you told about this man named Jesus? The reality is some of the people around us are struggling and dealing with the issues that they're dealing with because you haven't told them about Jesus. They're, they're trapped in their own minds because you haven't told them about a deliverer named Jesus. They're stuck in lack because you haven't told them about a Jehovah Jireh who's a provider. They're stuck in sickness because you haven't told them about the same God that healed your body when you were sick and told you to run on. You are got to learn how to run and tell someone. We run and tell everything else. Else. We run and tell everything else. I might, if I'm going to run, because I don't run, I'm not in, in, in the shape to be running no more. Praise the Lord. I know I'm young. I know I look good. But if I run too much, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to need the same Jesus to come lay his hands on me. Hallelujah. But if I'm going to run, I'm going to run and I'm going to tell of the goodness of the Lord here in the land of the living. Why? Because the Bible also tells us that they are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So there she was hearing all of these testimonies and, and she understood, well, I've got this situation, you know, I've been sick for so long and everybody knows my situation, I'm unclean, I'm not allowed to go out, I can't go out and be around the people, and because and, and if I go out there, and then the next thing you know, they're going to have me stoned, and then I'm just going to be dead, and, and I mean, that's one way out, then I won't be sick anymore, but I don't want to be dead, I want to be healed, and I don't just want to be healed, watch this, but I want to be whole, whole, whoa, 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 notice what the woman asked for. She said, if I but touch, I don't 
don't need to touch the man. I don't need to touch his hands. I don't need him to touch me. Watch this. I don't need him to touch me. Come on, somebody. I don't need him to lay his hands on me. I don't need him to anoint me with oil. I don't even need him to speak the word to me. I, but what I have learned about this man, Jesus, that if I can just get close enough to him, that I can touch the hem of his garment, then I will be not healed <laughs> because that's what so many other people were looking for. A whole lot of people were looking for Jesus to be healed. A whole lot of people were looking for Jesus to get their bills paid. A whole lot of people were looking for Jesus to get their relationships fixed. But she didn't want the minute things. She wanted something greater. She didn't just want to be healed in her body, but she wanted to be made whole in her soul. That's good right there. Somebody ought to write that down. She said she wanted to be made whole. And she understood something. She understood something. She understood that all I've got to do, watch this, is I've got to get close enough to him. She understood her relationship was at a place where she wasn't close enough. Ha, great. God from Zion, I feel like preaching. She understood that my relation, I know about this man. I've heard about this man. I have heard what everybody else has said about him. I'm close, but I'm not close enough. I don't want to just be able to hear everybody else's story, but I want to have a story of my own. I don't just want to hear everybody else's testimony, but I want to tell a testimony of my own. I don't just want to see him on the TV, but I want to get close enough that I can be in his presence. She understood the importance of proximity. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, because I now understood that this man is so holy, he's so righteous, that he's so close to God, that there's such a rich anointing on him that if I could just touch his clothes, something's got to transfer to me. That was a faith walk. That was a faith walk. Faith walk. She said to herself, and, and I imagine she had to she had to talk herself into this thing. Because remember, she's unclean. She can't be out there in the public. They see her come out the house. There's gonna be rocks flying through there. She understands the great risk that she has to take in order to get something from. Let me ask, let me ask you this question: What risk are you willing to take for him? Because every once in a while, the risk is you got to leave that neighborhood you've been living in. You got to sell the car, sell the house. You got to leave the job. Y'all won't talk to me right there. The sacrifice may be that you got to sow more than you've been sowing. I know you've been giving your little 10%. That's all good. But every once in a while, God is going to say, well, can you give me something else? Because what I want to do in your life requires a greater seed. Hallelujah. Every once in a while, you've got to look at some of the friends. in your life and, and begin to and begin to ask yourself, am I really willing to celebrate uh, to, to, to sacrifice some of these relationships because where God is taking me, there are some people that can't go. Where God is taking me, watch this, there are some things that can't go. Where God is taking me, there are some habits ah, that can't go. What am I willing to sacrifice for him? She literally risked her life for the one who did not yet die, but did come to die for hers. 
So I would ask this question, have, have, have I, watch this, have I done what Paul said and offered myself a living sacrifice, which is my reasonable, that's the least I can do. She said, she said I've got I've to get close enough to, she said, I'm close, he, he's in my city, huh. close, but not close enough. He, he's coming down my street, that's, that's going to be close, but it's not going to be quite close enough. I got to get out this door. And, and, and I know there's going to be some people out there, so I, I, imagine, I imagine she probably had to change her clothes, right? Come on, somebody. She probably had her, had her garments on, right? She probably, I take my glasses off here. She was probably out there all, like, look. Because she understood, watch this, she understood, I got to get to Jesus any way that I can get to him. And if that means I got to risk my life, I'm going to get to him. And I believe she, she probably was out there like this, looking crazy. It was probably warm outside, right? But, but she, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. She ain't want, she ain't want none of the church people to catch her. She wasn't worried about the worldly folks because a whole lot of them was trying to get to him too. Amen. It was the church folks that told her she was unclean. It was the church folks that restricted her. It was the church folks that even tried to stop Jesus from healing on certain days. Those were the ones she was concerned about. But she said, heck with them. I'm going to say something. Y'all pray for me. She said, heck with them devils. I got to get to Jesus, and I got to get to him by any means necessary. So if that means I got to crawl to get to him, I'm going to crawl. If I got to squeeze through these people, I'm going to squeeze through. If I got to go out here and risk my life, I'm going to risk my life. Because where I am right now, I'm close, but I'm not close enough. I'm not close enough. I'm not close enough. I'm not close enough. But here's what will happen. I know if I get close enough, hallelujah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if I get close enough just to, just to touch his, his garment, if I, if I let, me, let me, here, thank you, Holy Spirit. So Jesus had on the outer road. We, we always think of the hymn as, as this part down here, right? So that's, that's where the illustrations come of how she had to crawl through the dirt and the dust and the mud. But my research told me, that Jesus had on his garments. He had on his outer garments. He had on his priestly garments. And he probably had a shawl on or something like this, right? Had the fringes and everything. And when she went to touch his garments, she was actually, this is what she was reaching for. This was on the outside of his garment. Now, I don't know if she had to crawl. I don't know. Maybe she did have to crawl. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she did have to get a little dirty. There was some risk, right? Because, again, she's still trying to remain hidden, right? But what she was trying to do was get close enough to just... Which tells me that if I can get close enough to touch him, whatever I need from him, I have access to it, even if he never lays his hands on me. So, 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 so the story goes, the story goes, she reaches out, she touches him, 
because she had already she had already decided in her own mind if I do this I'll be made whole one translation said I'll be made well <laughs> so she does this and another a writer writes of how Jesus felt virtue leave his body Jesus watch this was touched not by an unclean woman but by a woman who had a greater level of faith than anybody that had ever touched him before. You got to understand, Jesus, he's moving throughout the crowd. A whole lot of people are touching him. One writer says that the crowd was thronging around him. But, 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 y'all, come, somebody come help me. I'm going to paint this picture. Somebody, I need about seven of y'all. Come quickly, come quickly, come quickly, come on. Somebody move. Come on, I need, come on, come, somebody, somebody. Get around me. Make a circle. Come close. Get close. Get close. Get close. Get, I mean, close. And this is Jesus. He's, he's going through the crowd, right? Now, I, people, move with me. Move with me. People are touching him. They're trying to get to him, right? Because watch this. Everybody else has the same mind, right? Everybody else is trying to get something from Jesus. But here's the difference. A lot of people were reaching for materialistic things. A lot of people were reaching for tangible worldly things. Yes. So that's why he was able to move through the crowd and, and, and feel no different than he felt. Right. Somebody touch me right here. Who? Oh. Wait a minute. All right. Wait a minute. Yes. Yes. Wait a minute. Because the Bible also says somebody that Jesus has, who touched me? Who? 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 Ooh. Ooh. Some, somebody, hold on. That, that touch was different. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. How close are you to Jesus that when you touch him, he feels something? I'm finished, I'm finished, I'm finished, I'm finished. How, what, what, how is your relationship with Jesus? Because we always want him to touch us, right? We're always looking for an effect of him touching us. But every once in a while, I got to get to the place where when I touch him, he knows I've touched him. Well, when I touch him, I can pull something up out of him. Well, when I touch him, there's something on the inside of him that starts working on the outside. And a divine transfusion takes place just because I watched it. I didn't even touch him. I just touched his clothes. Let me ask you this. How much faith do you really have? How much faith do you really have? Right. Bible says she touched his clothes and something shifted in her life. Not just her life, but even in the life of Jesus. Because now Jesus can say, I've been around a whole bunch of people. I've heard a whole lot of stories. I've heard a whole lot of testimonies. I've been touched by a whole lot of people, but there's something different about you. He looks at this woman. He says, you didn't ask me for money. He looks at it, he says, he says, he says, you didn't ask me to cover all these doctor bills you've been paying for the last 12 years. He said, watch this, you didn't even come questioning why you had to go through this. Y'all know how we do. Why me? There it is, the violin. Because we're more focused, watch this, on the fact that I had to go through then the fact that if I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I still feel no evil. 
We're more focused on the fact that I'm in the valley that we forget that on the outside there's a table spread before me in the presence of my enemies. All I've got to do is get I want to be, watch this, close enough, hallelujah, where, 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 when I touch it, not if, the woman had an if, but because of her if, I can say when, I I don't need to say, I don't need to say if anymore, because I already know what the if is going to bring, she said if because she was unsure, but she also had enough assurance that she would step outside of the proverbial boat and do something she had never done before, do something different, do something, watch this, risky, do something that might cost her her life. But she said, if I'm going to lose my life, watch this, I want to lose it in the hands of Jesus. Good, God from Zion. What, 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 where are we in our walk? How close are we? For, so, for too long, a lot of us have been close, but not close enough. I don't want to just be able, watch this. Some of us are close enough that we know who to call when I have a need, right? Right? I, 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 I know that if I call this person, they, they, they pray so well that if they come and pray, the situation will be taken care of. I know if I call this person, watch this, the provision that needs to be made will be made. But that's being close, but you're not close enough. I know this is going to sound harsh, but, but bear, bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. I want to be close enough that I ain't got to call you. That when God wakes me up in the midnight hour, that I'm close enough to him that I can deal with it myself. Get up. It's 2.47. Yeah, I know. I need you to pray. Pray for what? Son, I need you to pray. I want to be close enough that I don't need to know what I'm praying for or who I'm praying for or why I'm praying or why you couldn't tell me this at 9 o'clock last night. You had to wake me up at 247 because let's be real. I'd be, I'd be like, Lord, you could have did this any other time. I just started getting that good rim. My mind was finally settled. Now here you come. Get up. I got a witness. I want to be close enough that, that, watch this, that, that, that when somebody calls on me, I don't have to call on anybody else. Wisdom, wisdom allowed me to refer people when I wasn't mature enough. But my strive was to get to the place of maturity where I went from the referrer, that's a new word, 
to the reference. That's a real word. Praise the Lord. Where, where I didn't have to, watch this, not that I can't or not that I shouldn't, but that I'm able to deal with it myself. Because watch this, even me, every once in a while, I got to go to somebody and I say, hey, I got this situation. I just need some extra fire. All right, all right, all right. I just need some extra fire. Because the warfare I'm dealing with right now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting worn down. I just need, watch this, I just need you to stand with me. Because that's the situation. Every once in a while, you just need somebody to, to hold you up when you start to lean. That's a reality of life. Yes, it is. But I want to be close enough, hallelujah, that when I reach out to touch him, I know something's going to happen. And if I can't touch him, that I can at least call his name. Something happens when I call the name that's above every name. Oh, God, the name that at which knees shall bow and tongues shall confess, the name at which sickness has to leave uh, the body, the name at which depression has to leave the mind, the, the name that lack has to leave the bank account. Come on, somebody. I don't want to just be close and not close enough. But I want to be like this woman. I want to be like this woman. And if I can get close enough just to just to touch his just to touch his garment. Just like the other servant, he says, God, Jesus, I don't need you to come to my house. I just need you to speak the word. And I know it'll be taken care of. He gets all the way back home and finds out that the very thing he had prayed and asked God for, God did it for him yeah. on right. his way back. Right. He said, if thou, their if gives us a win. Because of their if, I can say, God, win. Ah, thank you, God. God, win you heal me. Yeah. Yeah, God, God, when you open the door, hallelujah. God, when you give me the promotion, thank you, Jesus. God, when you give me the raise, I ain't came down your street yet, huh? God, when you save my son or my daughter. God, when you save my grandson or my granddaughter. God, when you fix my brokenness. God, when you put things back together that have been torn. God, when you open up my eyes to see the things that I haven't been able to see. God, when. Y'all can stand, I'm finished. And, and, and while I'm waiting for you to do it, guess what I'm going to do? Praise you in advance. All right, now. That's right. That's right. I'm going to say, God, when you do it. But while I'm waiting, I'm going to give him thanks. While I'm waiting, I'm going to give him a praise. While I'm waiting, I'm going to say, God, I thank you for doing what I've asked you to do. You've already done it in the spirit. Give me the endurance. To see it manifest in the earth. Let's no longer. Yes, ma'am. Come on.
this, this is where we've got to be. We've been talking about this Jesus for a long time. The earth is crying out for the manifestation of everything we've been saying about this God. I can tell you things all the time, over and over and over again. But if I never see, if I never see, how, how, because that's the reality we live in. We live in a world where people walk by sight. And so sometimes God will allow us to see things so that I've got a story to tell somebody and I can say, see what the Lord has done. I told you about it. Watch this. Now, see. Now, see. Now, see. Because he's a healer. Because he's a, he's a healer. I, I can tell you what he's done for me, but it, it, it's a big difference when you can tell somebody what he's done for you. And he, and he does it, watch this, watch this. Sometimes he causes delays so that our faith can be proven. Remember, Jesus was already on his way to do one healing when the woman stopped him. She said, Jesus, I know you're about to go somewhere else, but I need you to do something for me right now. That's how I am with him. I'd be like, I know you got to go deal with so-and-so, but I need you right now. They can wait. And then sometimes, watch this, and then sometimes he says, so can you. And your wait might be 12 years. But what I like about God, that if he said he's going to do it, if it takes a year, if it takes 12 years, if it takes 25 years, watch this, watch this. Moses, if I don't get to see the manifestation myself, my son, my grandson, if he said he's going to do it, I might not see it. But it's going to be done. And this, this, this is what, this is what I desire for the body of Christ. Is that when the word goes forth, watch this, watch this, that a divine interruption takes place to share, watch this, watch this, to share, I know what the preacher's talking about. Because I know what he's done for me. Let me, let me just say this. 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 Because y'all know I'm a, I'm a person of order. I'm a person of decency and order. I'm a person of decency and order. I, I don't care if you want to stop the service and share a testimony. Because watch this. Somebody might need to hear that. That's right. That's right. That's all right. That's all right. One Sunday. One Sunday. One Sunday, y'all bear with me. One Sunday, we just want to have a good old-fashioned testimony, praise and worship service. We don't do that anymore. 
We don't do that anymore. But, but that's, that's where your strength can come from. Yes, yes, your strength can come from if God did it for her. If God did it for him. Watch this. If God did it for that family. Come on. If, if God, watch this. If God did it for that baby. If God did it for that great grandparent. Come on, somebody. If God did it for this person that's been in church their whole life. If God did it, done it for this person that just came to the church for the first time today, surely, 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 he's got something for me too. So we'll do that. I don't know when we're going to do it. I might just randomly show up one Sunday and say, this is what we're going to do today. Y'all, thank you. Thank you. At, at least you know. At least you know. Father, thank you for reminding us that everything that we have is in your hands. Everything that we need is in your hands. Everything that we desire and want, it's, it's in your hands. But thank you for reminding us that just because you don't give us everything that we want, you always give us everything that we need. Lord, you, you've been so good to us. This morning, you showed your goodness to us by reminding us it's not just good enough to be close. Because some of us have been close for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, but we haven't been close Enough. God, let the day of not close enough end today. Draw me close to you. I am thine, O oh Lord. I have heard thy voice. Draw me nearer. Nearer, blessed Lord. Not just to the cross where thou hast died, but to your precious bleeding side. God, don't just draw me nearer to you, but come closer even to me, because sometimes I mess up. Sometimes I, I stray away. Sometimes I turn away from you. But if you stay with me, hallelujah, I know I'll forever be in close proximity to you and your presence. God, thank you for reminding us that even if it takes 12 years, you're still able to do it. Thank you for reminding us that Sometimes we have to sacrifice. Sometimes we have to risk our very lives. But if we can get to you, whatever we need from you, we can get it. I pray now, oh God, for every single person under the sound of my voice, both in the room and watching online. My first call, oh God, is to the unsaved. To the unsaved. Tomorrow will come. We don't know what it will bring. But if tomorrow comes and it brings the day of reckoning, if tomorrow comes and it brings judgment, I pray that we all be ready. If you're in the room and you're not saved, would you just come? We want to pray with you. If you're watching online and you're not saved, if you have not confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart the Lord Jesus that God raised him from the dead, if you haven't been led to have
have him as your Lord and your Savior. If you haven't been led to make God the God of creation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and me, to make him your God. If you haven't received the precious gift of the Holy Spirit who wants to come and live within you and dwell within you and help you to do right when you want to do wrong. If you're in the room, will you simply come? Come quickly if you are. Come quickly if you are. If you're watching online and it's you, just say, it's me, it's me, it's me. We want to reach out and pray with you and pray for you. Thank you, Lord. The next call I want to make is for those who have been close but not close enough. If you're in the room, I want you to come. If you're watching online, I want you to type in the chat, draw me closer. If you're watching online, I want you to write, draw me closer. My prayer for you today is that you are no longer not close enough, but that you're close enough to touch the hem of his garment. My prayer for you today that when you touch his garment, that you'll draw something out of him that won't just heal you, hallelujah, but that'll make you whole. Healing comes for the sickness. Wholeness comes for the entire person. Healing comes for the headache, for the backache, for the migraine for the cancer, for the tumor, for the blood pressure, for the cholesterol, for the diabetes. Healing comes for the aches and the pains in the joints. But wholeness comes for not just the physical body, but for the mind, for the soul, for the spirit. Let us no longer desire to just be healed, but let us desire to be made whole. In fact, everyone under the sound of my voice, will you lift up your hands, lift up your hands. Say, Lord, make me whole. Lord, make me whole. Thank you for healing, but make me whole. Thank you for delivering, but make me whole. Thank you for saving. Now make me whole. Come on, will you just put your hands on the top of your head? Say, Lord, touch me. Let me touch you. Make me whole. Today, my desire is to be made whole. And by faith, I decree and declare that I am made whole. Come on, grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, be made whole. Come on, encourage somebody. Say, neighbor, be made whole. 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 Be made whole.
wiser, better, so much better. Come on, all over the room, lift your voice and say, I never would have made it. God I see. Thank you for inhabiting the praises and the worship of your people today. Thank you for seeing fit to swing by 3920 Maidens Road and letting us feel your presence, feel your power in this place. Thank you for thinking enough of us that you would give us another opportunity to come into this house of worship to sing and lift up praises unto you. We give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise as we go throughout the rest of this week. Keep us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. When we leave this place this afternoon, grant us traveling mercies to our separate destinations. When we get back home, let us find them decent in order and better than they were when we left them. When we lay down tonight, give us rest with our sleep. When tomorrow morning comes, give us the opportunity to see your brand new mercies once again. Now, unto him who is able. Now unto him who is able. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. Present his faultless before the throne of his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory, be majesty, be dominion, and be power. Not just right now, but forever. And never. Come on, grab somebody by the hand and say, I love you. And God loves you too. <laughs>